Seven Days to Play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I am Sam. And I'm Edwin. Each week we challenge one another to play a new mobile game, and this week it was my turn and I chose Heli 100. Heli, yes, 100. Heli, yes, 100 is a game from your friends and mine. Not really and not really. <laughs> Tree Man Games, whose uh, previous game we have played before on this show. You may remember Paco Forever. Forever. Well, you do because you finished my sentence. <laughs> If you played Paco Forever along with us, you probably won't be surprised at the format of this game. I would say it is Paco adjacent. Why don't you read us the description? Let's hear it from the Treebeard Man themselves. The Trance oh, themselves. Yeah. Heli 100. 100 plus levels of destruction. Get into your helicopter gunship and blast your way through flying alien armies in this action-packed shoot em up game. Features. Battle 200 levels against alien enemies. He should be called Heli 200. I know. Power-ups to help you fight. Unleash total destruction. Unlock powerful helicopters, planes, and mechs. Special endless attack modes for the true hardcore shmup fans. Count me as one of those. I am hardcore shmup. The hardcore shmuppets. <laughs> I've seen all of the shmuppets tonight. I love shmuppet Treasure Island. <laughs> Ah, Billy Bones! Such a beautiful girl. <laughs> Man, I love that movie. Anyway. Um, <laughs> it's Tim Curry's best work. <laughs> oh no, he was also in um, Clue. Clue. Clue was my favorite Tim Curry movie. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show? Well, I think that's a little bit before my time, but mm. I appreciate the Rocky Horror Picture Show, yes. Yeah. But you can also compete on online leaderboards and unlock achievements. Mm. Here's a quick manual. Oh, the quick manual has a little uh, Easter egg that I thought I was so special in finding, but I'm going to tell you it right now. Hold okay. the screen left and right to steer. Hold both sides simultaneously to stop. I was so smug when I found that out. Uh, collect power weapons and launch them by tapping buttons on the bottom side of the screen. I love how they that actually spell them out on the bottom side of the screen. Is bottom a side? Tweet to the seven days to play. And <laughs> destroy everything that moves. Treatment games. Pretty much, yeah. It calls itself a shmup. Do you remember what shmup means? Sounds like what a terrible game community would have shortened shoot 'em up to. Oh, yes, that's exactly <laughs> it. Ding, 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 ding. You've gotten that correct. All these years of us talking together has finally paid off, and I'm very proud of you. <laughs> the weenie has become the genie. <laughs> Is there any more to it? Anything more to it than a than just shoot em up no it's 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 you know people didn't like saying shoot em up quick uh quickly enough I shoot em up and so they're like why don't we just call it shmup rooty tooty point and shooty mm, that's the other game now there is also a phrase that i have come to learn bullet hell oh yeah bullet hell is essentially another form of shmup where could this be a hell shmup it's yeah bear shmup <laughs> Or shmup, <laughs> where you know initially, like if you think of a shmup, you get <laughs> As I do on games like Galaga or Zaxxon, right? Where you know you're on this like traveling path, or you know, like moving your little airplane from left to right with not so much obstacles coming in your way. It's more just like timing the fires and all that stuff. And of course, the Japanese had to add to that by creating intricate levels made up of you expertly dodging a screen full of bullets shot by the enemy. So if you look at some of these screens of these uh, bullet hell, it's 
literally patterns and patterns of enemy bullets flying towards you. And you have to find that little space of hole that the bullets aren't occupying and, you know, maneuvering your way through. I think I've seen some quite good YouTube videos of people who are just very good at these kind of games. And it's just kind of ridiculous to see them play. So like uh, a really famous game company in Japan called cave is well known for this. And some of those games are available for the iOS. Mm. Um, it loses some of its effect on being like on a touch screen, but it's still pretty effective. Uh, and there are like really popular ones on like, you know, the dreamcast and <laughs> all GS4. the great, all the great consoles. Oh, the dreamcast was great for shmups. What about my GameCube? Ikaruga is like one of the best shmups you'll ever come across. And if you haven't experienced that, you should, because it's a great game. But anyway, back to Heli 100. How'd you get on with this game, Sam? Uh, so, I didn't quite like it. Hmm. I'm just going to be totally Heli Frank with you. That um, is all we ask for you on this, on this show. And mainly because it's neither a true shmup <laughs> nor a, uh, a runaway game, which I felt like Paco was. Mm-hmm. And if you recall, Paco was a car-based game. <laughs> A car-based game. That's- a car-based shmup. A drive em up A drump. It was a, it was a car-based drump. You had to run away from the police. Um, and just Chasing you around the parking lot. An yeah. endless parking lot, if you will. And the goal was how long can you survive? And you would sort of earn power-ups and things along the way. Right. Uh, with this one, you, are, uh, uh, you start off as a helicopter that has infinite ammo. And wherever you sort of point your direction towards, you shoot uh, a missile towards that. And it sort of auto-locks uh, your missiles towards enemies that are flying from all directions around you. 360. 360. 360. And the idea is that you get rid of these waves of enemies. Mm-hmm. And I think each level constitutes of like maybe three waves of enemies coming at you. Um, and that's it. And there is a, a shrinking perimeter. It's a similar sort of battle royale style. Kind of, but never yeah. understood like if it actually provided damage to you. Right. If you ran into that shrinking perimeter um, and it would like, after each wave, it sort of like re-expands and sort of shrinks in. It never felt like a threat. Right. Yes. Uh, or like yeah. any sort of timer. Right. Because it looked like it was sort of connected with the pink energy and you'd right. be zapped by it if it went close, but that didn't seem to provide any kind of... Uh, damage to your ship i suppose you just couldn't fly that far outside right. and it pull you back yeah but yeah um and on top of that like you know normally a shmup is known for you sort of memorizing the different patterns and like how it comes hmm. and for this game for heli for heli 100 it's randomized in a sense and so you never got the sense that oh i can memorize a certain level and get away with it or like i know exactly where the enemy is coming from or what type of enemy it's going to be there are going to be different phases of what type of enemies appear as you get towards the different levels as you advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by and large, it is pretty randomized. So I never felt like I was making real progress towards the different levels. Yeah. And overall, it just felt like it was more of the same stuff, just in different skins, just in different outfits, just in different helicopters, sometimes different jets. Um, yeah, like it, I don't know. It just didn't stick with me because they're, you know, I don't want to say it again, but. There's, there's no story. Okay. <laughs> Why am I collecting all these different kind of <laughs> helicopters? Uh, how did you find strategy? Um, what strategy did you adopt? There, I mean, just spin. <laughs> Go around. Aim your, aim your target at the baddies. 
Pretty in, good strategy. Yeah. I found you could get reasonably far simply by holding the left of the screen and just turning in a circle in the middle. Right. And that would usually get you through the majority of a level. And is that a, is that a fun strategy? I mean, it's a strategy. I wasn't commenting on the funness of it, but so, yeah. So I actually thought, you know, if I upgrade or, or get to the next uh, different vehicles, it would actually prove to be a different experience. And I think like when I got the jet, it kind of changed things, but I wasn't sure if it actually did. And then I got the helicopter after the jet and I thought it might've changed things, but I wasn't sure. So that uncertainty and like that and really not being clear if these were improvements or differences kind of left me a little bit like impartial to the whole experience. I thought the turning circles are different mm. from the vehicles. Like some of them have quite a tight U-turn. Some of them are a little bit more mm, flabby, shall we say. <laughs> and then uh, I think also like the angle from which they'll start firing weapons, I, I thought see. was different. That was what I summarized the main difference between the vehicles being. But certainly some of them pretty are, are pretty subtle. If they have to make a hundred of them, right? I guess that sliding, slidey scale is going to be quite you know in small increments but maybe they should be explicit about that right so you know exactly what you're achieving mm. also um as you play the game there are like these little power-up boxes that gives you different power-ups mm, yeah that's about those and so every once in a while you'll collect a box that says super missile or like shield i love a super missile shield or it says something really intricate like here let me like a q bomb or something like that right mm-hmm. um do you have any idea what they would do Right. And so that's the thing is you would unlock them and you have no idea. Uh, like here, you get a, you get an upgrade called mm, a mock. That sounds good. It sounds good. And you can tap on it to, to read what it's about. Tell me what it's about, Sam. <gasps> it says unlocked. Oh, and there's a vague icon of what a mock is. It looks cool, but I have no idea what that is or how to use it. And this is a clear opportunity where they could have said, oh, this yeah. is what the weapon does. Or even show me a picture of what the weapon is, not just a, like an enlarged icon of it. So yeah, yeah like Super 180. Sure, I kind of get the sense maybe it fires in 180 directions, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, tell me that. Uh, Plasma Hound. Oh. Yeah, love the icon. I have no idea what that is. That is my favorite dog breed. <laughs> it's electrifying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so there's a few little rough edges or just opportunities to kind of make the game more or to pull you in a little bit more, I think. Yeah, I think there's definitely more opportunities there, um, mainly because like that surface is there. It is like right there for you to take and just you know, add a little bit more text. And that's what I generally felt. I felt like a lot of this stuff was auto-generated kind of lazily um, and meant for you to just collect, but for no purpose. And by the time I collected like my third plane and on X levels, like I was like, okay, like there's really nothing that really drove me forward except for the fact that it's, it's a, it's like a pretty good casual, you know, time waster game with pretty visuals. Yeah. I think it's also a little bit intimidating to see just how many vehicles you can unlock. I think it, yeah. Does it, say, does it tell you? I'm forget. I'm not sure if it tells you, but like there Maybe must be 100? at least one. Well, just a giant row of tiny icons. Right. Season one, you can unlock 100 things. Season mm. two, you can unlock an extra 100 things. Oh, I see. I see. 
She just seems like a lot, which is kind of intimidating to start with. I think there's a balance to be made between, oh, you have this sense of progress and you're collecting more things, but balance with, oh, you're right at the beginning and there's like everything is this giant list of things that you haven't got. Um, I also found the controls to use the power-ups underwhelming or just right. confusing me and just poorly positioned in a way that I would never use them. Yeah, like you'd think that having them on the bottom of the screen kind of made sense. But then because your thumbs are already there, it's like you're, the base of your thumbs are actually covering the buttons. Right. right. I actually would have preferred them on top for some reason. Yeah, I think I'd be the same. Yeah. With Paco Forever, you would only have one power-up at a time mm. and then you would tap to activate it. And I thought that worked pretty well. And then, of course, you got all your information was like on the top of the screen. Um, yeah, so here, I just found myself not really, kind of forgetting that I even had power-ups. Yeah, me too. I think there's a thing, as a dash. You would get quite a few dashes per level where you could just, I think, speed to another point, perhaps where there were less bullets. But even then, like, yeah. I felt I could actually take some hits and it wouldn't do that much damage or it wouldn't blow me up. So I was never sure if I did need to dash away yeah, right. It seemed like some missiles would end the turn and then some wouldn't. Yeah. In a way that I could never really figure out the strategy. So nothing felt really solid for me to actually get a grasp of what the actual gameplay was like, except just casual good times. Sometimes that's what you want. Let's Sometimes get that is to what the three by threes. Three things good and three things that displease Sam. So I think this is a great casual game. So if you like, you know, sort of those pick up and play games that has pretty good visuals and things for you to collect i think this game would actually be right up your alley the ad experience is not so bad uh it's your typical fare of you complete a level you might see a little banner at the bottom uh but by and large nothing so offensive and you know there is a hundred things for you to collect and if you're down about that (laughs) give this a whirl yeah i would agree to be honest i don't have any other profound insights than that i thought it was pretty fun like auto shooter without too much cognitive load um if you want to level up and unlock a bunch of stuff it was good fun yeah and if you like looking at what different helicopters might look like there's <laughs> apparently a hundred for you to collect or a bunch i'm not exactly <laughs> sure how many because it shows you what different items you can unlock but not necessarily how many different vehicles you can unlock oh yeah which is also another thing but it, it does give you like some sort of you know tech tree of things that you unlock at which level which I forgot how to found, but I found it at some point. But it never felt like the levels were changing. Right. It was, it'd by and large, be on the same map. Yeah. Then again, I only made it to like level 11. Maybe things do change later on, but uh, I don't think so. <laughs> on to the bad points. I think it suffered from maybe limited strategy and playability, mm. which I think is the flip side is a good thing. If you just want a quick, a quick game that you can play for a couple of minutes this would be a good option for that. But the flip side is if you want to something a little deeper, um, that's, it just didn't quite grab me, Been a, but I can't really put my finger on why this didn't grab me, but Paco forever. I played a lot. Yeah. But somehow this, I did not. Right. I feel like Paco forever. Actually, I, I built in some story in my head, like <laughs> you're a car running away from the police in a parking lot that I think already says a lot, you know? And I think, yeah, my point here is you're a helicopter flying against enemies. Are they really your enemies? Who are you? You know, just a little bit of information I think would go a really long way here. All we know is they are aliens. Are they aliens? I think so from okay. the description, but yes. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like 
just a little bit <laughs> and it could have you know made it that much more interesting um and i feel like that's where things really get flat and this is why you have story because you start to care for the characters or you care for the thing that you're playing and i felt like i was totally devoid of that experience here maybe, so, maybe with paco you also it's combined with exploring the sort of randomly generated level as well yeah it's not just kind of an empty space with a enclosing a closing ring that gets smaller and smaller there's That's like true there oh, there's trees and yeah. you'll drive around parked cars and you'd get other sort of crazy obstacles and stuff and i think even the name had more character like is it is it does it mean car park or does it is it the name of the driver is it paco <laughs> right paco is the name of the driver um, yeah, so I think there is a little bit more that you can allude to. With this being Heli 100, it just seemed very... 100 helicopters? <laughs> yeah. Another bad point, Sam? There, there seemed to be a certain lack of fit and finish all around the product. Um, there, I noticed some stuff. I think this is also because like, I have an iPhone XS Max where it has the little notch on the top. Mm-hmm. Um there was a little bit of text that was underneath that notch that I couldn't see. And that oh, really oh. bothered me for some reason. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But yeah, just like little things like that. I feel like, you know, th- they're obviously making it for both platforms. So it does feel like it is made for both platforms. Uh, but yeah, like, see, there's something right there. Oh, just above select mode. Right. But you'll never know what it is. I'll never know what it is. Dun, dun, dun the sort of layout of where the power buttons are mm. just kind of, again, this sort of fit and finish. Like I just doesn't really work. Like I kind of like that you could choose which power ups to use when, but if they'd been more prominent, I think that would have added more layers to would have added more layers to the strategy instead of just flying around and avoiding bullets. Um, cause I found myself just forgetting to use them. I don't think I actually used them at all really yeah. until I was like, Oh wait, hang on. I've got some things down here. That's true. But well, then you have to look down and oh no, I got hit by bullet. Yeah, and then the, the level ends pretty quickly. So it's, you know, you don't get a chance to, to try out what these new weapons are like. Yeah, or maybe they should just auto-fire for you. Sam, what was your final seven-day rating? Final seven-day rating is three out of seven days. Gave it a good go. Felt like it was good enough to carry me on to three days, but ultimately lacked the depth that I look for in these mobile games. For me as a four, I enjoyed it fine enough. But I hard to see me playing it longer. But I'm gonna keep go hit my phone for a little bit. Yeah, it's a free game if you like these casual type games with pretty good graphics, 3D experience, you know, fast paced action, fast ish paced action. Yeah. Give it a whirl. And that is our game for this week. But what should we play next week? I hear you ask. Well, I'm asking the same thing, so I shall ask Sam. Uh, I'm going to go back to the treasure trove of Apple Arcade. Hmm. I wish, I hope you have your Apple Arcade. Let's find out. Okay. Edwin, you have seven days to play Card of Darkness. Is it, a, it sounds like a pun on Heart of Darkness. Hmm. It could be. Hmm. Card of Darkness. And the tagline is an epic card adventure. I know how much you like these card games. Well, if it's epic, then fine. Right, I, you'll be pleased to know I have not cancelled my Apple Arcade subscription, so... Mm. And let me just tell you that this is a game from Zach Gage. Mmm. Pendleton Ward and Choice Provisions. So Edwin, you have seven days to play Card of Darkness. Sam, before we go, do you have a thing of the week? I do have a thing of the week. Um, I've done a lot of belly aching about Pokemon games in the past, but I recently picked up 
the new Pokemon game, which is Pokemon Sword and Shield and or Shield. I picked up the Shield version, FYI. Well, I'm so confused right now, but okay. Pokemon Shield is the latest version of Pokemon games from Game Freaks and Nintendo on the Nintendo Switch. What happened to Niantic? Um, Niantic is the Google-based company that makes uh, the Pokemon Go. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sort of out is a third-party company that made a Pokemon game. Mm, okay. okay. Game Freaks is the company that makes most of the, the Pokemon games. So this is the latest one. Uh, normally, I don't like Pokemon games because they're very grindy. Like you have to go around like collecting all these Pokemons, and you know you have to walk around everywhere and like try and go to every nook and cranny, hunting them, catching them Pokemons. <laughs> but uh, after looking at some of the reviews for this game, it does seem like they've done some quality of life improvements that they like to do in games, which is QOL being able to fast travel, right? Um, I think what was kind of bad about previous Pokemon games is that you got these random encounters. Like you'd just be walking and all of a sudden, like it'd be a Pokemon has appeared and you have to like fight them, which is very time consuming. And now you can actually see them on screen and just like avoid them. So you can pick and choose what you want to do. And totally that's up to your control. And it's a much more streamlined and polished experience. That's a delight on the eyes and fingers. And is on the switch. And it's on the Switch. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Have you, uh, what's your favorite Pokemon that you've caught so far? Oh, I love Swabble. Well, that's one of them that I don't, I don't Swabble know. is a new Pokemon that, you know, because every Pokemon game, they announce like three Pokemons that's new and mm. uh, custom to like that game. I didn't know that. Okay. And so people form alliances about like, and you, you know, they're usually like water, fire and like electric type. Mm-hmm. Right, and so people go like, "Oh, I'm I'm totally gonna make this as like my starter Pokemon," but Swabble got a lot of crap because it was the one that was always crying. It was a Aww. sad one, right? And I got it, and it's totally awesome. <laughs> Such a cute little guy, and when it evolves, it turns into like this emo-looking Pokemon, which is amazing because <laughs> I named him Swag. <laughs> totally fitting that lifestyle. Love it. Edwin, what is your thing of the week? Sam, my thing of the week is LL Bean Ultra Soft Comfort Flannel Sheets. Hmm. What's the SEO name there? Um, but winter is coming. As <laughs> so I've, I've heard. heard. Yeah. Here in New York City. And uh, it's getting cold out there. Black Friday was uh, a recent opportunity to spend money or spend slightly less money than you normally would. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did invest in some of these Ultra Soft Flannel Sheets. And oh boy, are they a uh, delight. Are they for the couch or are they for the bed? They're for the bed. Oh. So, you know, we've not had a pillow talk for a while. Right. But we're doing sheets talk instead. <laughs> Good progression. <laughs> yes. Uh, these are just so deliciously comfy and warm. They're immediately warm to the touch. They are then you don't need to warm it up a little at all. Oh, interesting. Because um, they're like, have the soft, like, floofy uh, material, also a floofy uh, property to them, which is. Very nice. And so far, they do not pill either. Because I think that's one of the downsides right. of flannel is like you get the little bubbles and you're endlessly vacuuming them up. Yep. Uh, but so far... I'm sure L.L. Bean has got that under control. The old Beanie Boys, they've been at work and uh, no pills so far. So oh. this is this is good. But Any I've static issues? No. No, everything wow. about it is fantastic. Mm. I look forward to going for my naps even more than normal right now. <laughs> do you strictly nap on the bed? 
Uh, I'm a I'm a bed napper. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I know people like to nap on the couch. True. True. Um, but in these small New York apartments, the bed is the couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that small. Uh, at least the bed is in a separate room. Here, if you're napping on the couch, there's other people coming and going sometimes. Mm, I see. You don't want your nap to be disturbed. Right. You don't don't like your naps like that. No, no, exactly. You'll wake up worse than when you started. Um, Now, I'm very excited. There's also uh, an item I'm toying with, which is the heated mattress topper. Oh, boy. You're you're going all in. (laughs) I know. But I've not quite pulled the trigger on that yet. But I'm... Might as well have an igloo in your apartment. (laughs) Well... You know what my kids have? My kids have like a, a little tent area on top of their beds and actually keeps it a little bit warmer in the, in the head area as well because it sort of retains the heat, but it Aww. also looks like really cute because you have like your own little private tent <laughs> just on like the top part of the bed. Oh my God. Do they make these for adults? I wish they did because I think you'd love it. <laughs> That's a million dollar idea right there. <laughs> And that is our show. Uh, play along with us at home as we play Card of Darkness. On the Apple Arcade Store. Seven days to play. Seven days to play.